If your restaurant has slow bathroom drains and grease blockages, call Superior Plumbing and Pipelining. Superior Plumbing and Pipelining's high-pressure sewer jetting and camera inspection of the drains will assure your peace of mind at your restaurant. Request a free estimate at superiorplumbingjacks.com. ESPN 690 and Action Sports Jacks presents Brent and Friends with Brent Martineau. We're going to have to show a little more patience than the year two pom-pom people. Casey Kurtz. Yo! Well, what are we doing, bro? Come on! And Aaron Schachter. I'm, I'm all in favor of these two showing their love and really celebrating their relationship. This is Brent and Friends with Brent Martineau, Casey Kurtz, and Aaron Schachter on Jacksonville's home for ESPN Radio, ESPN 690. What is up for Bartram Trail High School? This is our game of the week. We kind of flexed a few games of the week uh, on the Friday Night Blitz and the Blitz Scoreboard Show down the stretch for some uh, intense good games with a lot on the line and that includes tonight we've got Buholz and Bartram trailed in this terrific district we've been talking about all year long well this could be for the district championship here tonight in St. John's County week nine of the high school football season that means a Friday presented by Nimnick Buick GMC and Baker Sports and that also means I'm on the back of the pickup truck and on a beautiful Friday here in the River City and anticipating a heck of a 10 days as we have the Jags home of course on sunday and we've got a big high school football night tonight kind of quiet on the college front tomorrow with all the teams on a bye and then we got a big ramp up to florida georgia week here in jacksonville as well and then the jags in london and uh well we have two days of high school football next week on thursday friday so it's a fun time especially if you like sports if you like football if you like big events because there are air shows in town as well this weekend. The so that's Blue a big Angels event. return, yeah. Brent. Ah, well, the best thing I've ever done in my career. Um, it wasn't with the Blue Angels, but it was part of the Blue Angels festivities. Um, flying up in, in one of those jets, it was insane. I went up there, too. I went up in like a, it was an old school plane, though, like a propeller plane. Oh, you did? Yeah, they, they've done some different ones along the way. I always forget which one I even flew in. I just know I was doing like five G's, and it, I felt like my, I, I felt like my uh, spine was going to snap. I bet these pilots sometimes, you know, bless them, they're great guys. And they uh, they get the media in there, and uh, I think they all have bets with each other. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. Who who puke? Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, John O'Connor used to work at our place. This was back when I did. This was a long time ago. Gosh, the kids were so small, um, and they came out for that day, and it was just a great day. It really one of the most memorable things I've, I've really ever done, and. Uh, just to watch the Blue Angels do their thing and watch the whole parade and how they practice. And, I mean, they do everything. Like, it's a real deal even when they practice. It's it's really cool. And then we went out to the front of the runway, and they just flew right over us, oh, the Blue Angels. And yeah. it was absurd. I always say this. I've always wanted to do this for a living, what I'm doing. If I had seen that when I was, like, my kid's age at that time, I would have wanted to do that. Like, it was the coolest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. I was like, man, I want to be like you guys. But John O'Connor was an anchor at our place. And when I was going to do it, he's like, you've got to do it. He's like, you'll probably throw up and pass out, and it will still be the best thing you'll ever do. Simultaneously, too. <laughs> well, they do get, try to get you to do that. Yes. And yes. so I thought we were landing, right? And then they go, boom, straight up, right? It and puts so your that's guts the, into your feet. But I was proud of myself. man. I am not like a roller coaster guy. A fat, like, I'm, I'm a chicken when it comes to a lot of that. Okay. So I don't like it. And I didn't throw up, and I didn't pass out. 
So I got a little badge of honor there Very cool. uh, for doing that. But it was pretty neat. So anyway, uh, have fun. Uh, it should be a great week for the air show, too. I mean, gosh, the weather is so good. It's good for everything, uh, which is really cool. Brett Martin, Aaron Schachter, Casey Kurtz here on a Friday uh, as we head into the weekend and a huge game for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, you just heard Kyle Murray talk. I can't help but think of, like, will Kyle Murray, will that end well? At some point, like I just feel like sometime it's going off the rails for one of those guys. Well, I Probably would assume Kingsbury sooner. Yes. He's not getting paid forty-six. <laughs> exactly. Million. I would assume Cliff would be the one shown the door, not Kyler. But that's just me. K- Kingsbury could be shown the door like this, this year. year. Yes, if it doesn't work out. Although, if you saw my boy D Hop's return, you would go, "All right, maybe the Cardinals still have something in there." Yeah. Uh, by the way, Submarine Mike, you're right. The Iceman open tomorrow night. In fact, we'll be joined uh, by an Iceman player coming up at the bottom of the hour. So we haven't forgot about you, Submarine Mike, and hockey uh, getting going here in the River City. But, yeah, D-Hop made a difference. I here, Here's the deal. I thought they were winning that game. I chickened out and didn't uh, put them in my survivor pool. Oh, I really great. wanted to. But, like, I felt really good. Now, they were down 14-6, and you're like, oh, what's going on with this team? Uh, but then the pick six and pick six and picks, and <laughs> that was pretty wild uh, for sure to see what happened. Yeah, then the big news comes out like in the fourth quarter that Christian McCaffrey guys traded away to San Francisco. And Christian McCaffrey's an unbelievable player. But in today's world of fantasy football freaks and everything is fantasy football related, Christian McCaffrey, in my opinion, is an inflated player in the NFL. It's interesting like, you say he's that. He's really good, but he's inflated, one, because availability is, like, hit or miss with him. I just think you're talking about the new NFL, guys like Mahomes, Josh Allen. These guys are just paired up with different skill-setted wide receivers, not necessarily – you don't necessarily need Stephon Diggs or Tariq Hill for those guys to play well, although obviously it certainly helps. But the days of the, uh, the, the three-down running back seem to be going away. But then you look at a team – like the Giants, and you go, they're only using Saquon Barkley, basically, and they're at 5-1. and one. So I do think there's like a place, a role for guys like Barkley, McCaffrey, those guys who are do-it-all backs. I just don't know that most teams are built for that. Certainly, I, I didn't think the Niners were that team. So here's what's fascinating. So let's get everybody's opinion. Casey, bring you into the fold here, uh, if you're uh, willing and able here early in the show. Uh, too much? Did they give up enough? Like, was that a good trade? I mean, it looks like too much on paper, but it didn't have a first-round pick to it. How do we feel about it? Uh, too much. Some boys ain't got no picks left. This well, is their team for, like, the rest of life. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we'll see how that plays out. Works but, yeah, for the Rams. I, well, they're not the Rams. <laughs> they're not the Rams. But, you I know, you want to talk about much. definitively going all in. That's what the Niners did. They pushed all those chips to the middle of the table. They said, we're not even going to attend the draft next year. We just want the player and we hope to be in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Can't do it. Uh, yeah, I, but it does make sense. For, now, listen, you can have fun with this, but I just don't know how you can't say anything you say positive about it, which I will in a moment, you can't say yeah, if he's available, like if he can make it. Can you count on him in January if you're in the mix? Like this guy's really had a hard time staying healthy. I mean, same with Saquon Barkley. And I did the numbers today. Saquon Barkley is the guy who started 50 games now in the NFL. You almost forget about the first two years where he rushed for over 1,000 yards. Killed it. But he had 50 games started, 21 missed. I mean, that's a pretty high percentage of missing games. What, what does that work out to, about 30%, 28%, something like that? It was basically most of two seasons. Yeah, most of the last two seasons. And McCaffrey's heading down that road, too. I mean, he's a talented player. Now, you can get excited 
about what Shanahan could do. And then the mix and match of Debo Samuel being able to play both positions and McCaffrey's ability yes. to do both things. That is kind of fun. And by the way, McCaffrey's not the only back on that team with talent. Like uh, well, the guy on uh, I, I, the IL is Eliza, uh, Elijah Mitchell. Elijah Mitchell. He's a great back, too. And then Brandon Ayuk is a wide receiver. He's great. You got Kittle on that team. That is now a dangerous, dangerous offense. They were already kind of dangerous once they get their stuff together, once they start learning how to play with whoever's under center for them at any given moment. That defense is already great. Like, this is a dangerous team now. And by the way, can I just rewind for a second? Because you hear a lot of people talk about Saquon Barkley. Can he stay on the field? Well, sure. He, what did he tear his ACL two years ago and then last year, the high ankle sprain or something like that, a mm -hmm. leg problem, but he tried to come back. It didn't work out. He still tried to play through it, and that's why he had a rough season. You could say the same about McCaffrey. He tried to come back last year. He ended up re-injuring himself. It's just two years. He had three full seasons prior to that. It's not like the guy has a history of never being on the field. It's just he had the big injury and then another injury he tried to play through, and it ended up messing him up. I think this guy is solid. I think they got a deal for him, even with all those picks. Really? Yeah. I mean, what are you I getting gotta, with the second, third, fourth, and fifth round pick? I mean, if you're the Jets, maybe you're get getting a whole, you get a whole, whole offensive line. Maybe if you're the Jets, <laughs> you get five starters. But most teams aren't finding a starter most of the times post third round. I think somebody responded this way, Casey, to me today when I said, yeah, if he's healthy. And I think they're probably right about a lot of these deals. They work well for a year. They're, they're good. That means you're all in, right? You're trying to win, and you think you're good. And, and they've got Jimmy Garoppolo before they reset things with, with uh, Trey Lance. They fell into that. So it's like, okay, hey, Jimmy can get us there. He's proven it before. We're pretty talented. We know we have a good defense. Yes. Let's see if we can go for this Let's thing. Let's go. And so that, but it ends up hurting you down the road. Like, th to sustain it, the longevity of it is really difficult. He's a $12 million cap hit for, like, the next three seasons after this year, and I'm just not sure they're going to see the benefit in the long term for it. I agree with that person. I can't remember who it is on Twitter that said that, that it's very much a short-term deal usually. Now, I will say this. I thought the Jags got some pretty good run out of Marcel Darius. Darius is the best example we have in Jacksonville because it's the only year the Jags were good. They, made a, they went and made this trade for a position of all already strength on their football team and then Darius really did make a difference like he was good and they assumed a lot of money and he was good for the next couple of years uh, for them too I, I forget exactly how long Darius went but I thought that played out pretty good like that was a good trade in hindsight um, in the foresight and everything and the Jags had enough cap space to eat all that money for even a couple of years in I don't see this one being a great trade for the long term because I just can't count on Christian McCaffrey. Uh, but this is an all-in thing right now, Casey. I mean, they think they're good enough to obviously win it. You might as well because this division is garbage. The Rams are not as good. The Cardinals are trash. I tell you what, Stop the Cardinals are a bad football oh, team. Enough, Seattle yeah. might be the second-best team in the division. Crazy. How about that? Crazy. But listen, you, you fell into getting Jimmy G to start again, which is probably what they wanted. So why not? Why not go for it one more time with the boys? Run it back! Let me ask you this. Do you think Debo Samuel is a good wide receiver? I think he's okay. Okay. Do you think DJ Moore is a good wide receiver? The other day you're on record as saying great. he's great. Okay. Do you think him and Debo are kind of in the same league or no? As strictly a wide receiver? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So in 2019, with DJ Moore on the roster, McCaffrey still had 1,000 yards receiving. Think about that. 1,000 yards receiving. 1,005 yards receiving in addition to his 1,387 rushing. So think about that. You know, juxtapose that. 
to your San Francisco 49ers with the Shanahan offense, the architect. Man, that is a dangerous, high-scoring team once they all get on the same page. They're winning the bowl. <laughs> I'm betting on it right now. Yeah, good luck with they that. They are not. Like, I don't think so. Put it right next to your Trubisky bet. I'm logging in. I will say this. Uh, well, the it, odds went Put way it on down. The board. <laughs> I think the odds went far, pretty far down. Uh, like, uh, let me just double-check, see if I can find it for you. But no doubt they moved uh, with this trade. I mean, people think this really could pay off for them. Uh, why not? Uh, Super Bowl odds right now, they are actually fourth at 11-1. to one. The Bills mm-hmm. are 3-1, to one, Eagles 5-1, to one, Chiefs 8-1, to one, All right. and the 49ers are 11-1. Already and worth started, it. Started the season, uh, maybe it wasn't the season, but recently was 16 to 1. Yeah. So, went up this. a little bit. Yes. Already worth it. Great I don't move. Know. They, Great move. Francisco, well, Talk to me in three years when that second, third, fourth, and fifth round pick have been traded three more times over by these GMs who just keep throwing these chess pieces around without actually cashing them in. Well, I'll say something else. Talk to me in three months. If he's playing and helping. Uh, you're putting the juju on him. No, I'm I not. Like I don't have to. I don't like it, Brent. I don't have to. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, I, again, he's a good player, man. But great. Great. One of the best in the league. If they gave MVPs to people who weren't quarterbacks, he would win one. He almost did a couple of years ago. I wouldn't say all that. Really? No, yeah. that, no, the one that, like, he was a couple of years ago, I'm with that. I'm saying, like. 2019, he became the yes. third player in history. With a thousand rushing and receiving yards in the same year. Yeah, no, I'm with you. He was great. I'm just saying it's 2020, bro. But 20, I'm 2019, 2022, whatever. Uh, it's 2022 now. I said the wrong year, and that was 2019. So I'm not going to pretend like time hasn't passed. But the argument that I'd be making if I was you, Aaron, was yeah, they have all these other weapons. They don't have to use them in a way Carolina did, where it's every single time he, yeah. somebody touches the ball, it's him. So it's easier to stay healthy that way when you got other guys to make plays around you, and he can still make his splash plays by getting his. It's touches. not like he's getting overused. He was only getting 200 rushes a season. He's not out there carrying the well, ball 300 times. But then add in the pass work. I mean, he's on every down. Right, that's, that's, what I'm not, that's not going to change, though. High. Like his snap count's going to remain high, whether he's getting the ball or not. But they'll have some All Pro on the stand in their team plays, right? Mm-hmm. He'll just be able to stand there, pass block if he has to. Because <laughs> on Carolina, if he wasn't getting the ball, he at least had to be a decoy. It'd be a really funny way to drop a play, and then McCaffrey's little O is just standing still. There you go. Don't move. <laughs> Don't move. We're going to call him McCaffrey now. He's in San Francisco. McCaffrey, yeah. Going to stick with him, McCaffrey. No, McCaffrey is fine. <laughs> Until you guys put it out again, and then we're back to McCaffrey. <laughs> We got Friday energy, Brent. I I will say this, and I think Casey just brought this up. It will be kind of interesting to see him in a role where he doesn't have to touch the ball four out of five snaps. You know, you don't have to. You have other ways to get the ball, and I think they'll utilize that. I mean, they're pretty dangerous on paper now. And to go along with the defense, really, their offense is the one that has to catch up. Their defense has been pretty good, albeit last week was a little disappointing. So uh, we we will see what happens with uh, the – Christian McCaffrey trade and the San Francisco 49ers. Meanwhile, the Jacksonville Jaguars, they have to make sure they stop Saquon Barkley, right? That's the big story uh, here in Jacksonville. It's funny. I got the chance to get down there. I haven't been down there as much uh, the last week or so working on some Florida Georgia stuff. And it's just amazing how much he is the focal point of their defense. You guys were talking about Christian McCaffrey and what he was at Carolina. I mean, he is getting like all the credit for a five and one start. It's Brian Dable and it's Saquon Barkley. And, and there's some truth to it because I was looking up some things for our Countdown to Kickoff show on Sunday and our ESPN 690 Game Day Live for Sunday morning. 
by the way, 9 a.m. from the Duval House. We'll have J-Fund visitors as well. It's a big weekend uh, with the J-Fund, with the Giants and Jags. And it's hard to find why the Giants are good. <laughs> no, seriously. Like, we've been saying this, oh, yeah. but I looked deeper. Like, I even tried more. Like, I, I was like, okay, their front's good, right? The Dexter Lawrence, kid out of Clemson, he's played well. Uh, Thibodeau, he's coming on a little bit. He was he yeah, healthy he the That's first. That's pretty much the only two pieces on that front playing well, though, right? But it is. Like, it's not like they're really not any – like, they don't – their pressure rate isn't anything crazy. Their sack rate isn't anything crazy. Uh, the only metric that really plays in the Giants' favor is twofold. Saquon Barkley on offense and on defense fumble recoveries. Like, they have been opportunistic in that sense. They also don't and, give up points, Brent. Well, in part because they're getting seven fumble recoveries to lead the NFL. <laughs> So, like, their turnovers have come at really good times. And, and they've capitalized on it. But you're right. You can't strategically plan on fumble recoveries for the rest no, of the season. <laughs> you can't. But, I mean, it's, it's a really weird deal, and we've been talking about it all week. But uh, go ahead and find me something outside of Saquon Barkley that scares you on the Giants. Richie James. I mean, they have some, uh, some good offensive You'll line see. play at this point, but you're okay. right. There, yeah, there, so there isn't a guy out there. You know, and I'm not saying that the Jags scared the hell out of anybody either. Well, they got I'm players saying, at least, yeah. But they're not 5-1, and one. you know? Like, the Eagles scare you. The Eagles are physical. Jalen Hurts has played well. A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith. They've got a defense with Fletcher Cox and Graham. And, I mean, you know, the list goes on. Like, they have pieces. That's why they're 6-0. and 5-1 oh. and one New York Giants. And we've kind of hit on it all week. And I understand it's been like the theme. It's like an anomaly that they are 5-1. and one. But it's really weird to go dissect a game and really break it down and get into the weeds on it and not be able to say, oh, yeah, man, look out for that. And all you really have to do is say, look out for Saquon Barkley. Um, and even when he hasn't gone off, the Giants have figured out a way to win. So it, it's, a, it's an interesting puzzle, um, but it's Daniel also kind of why Bellinger. you feel good. <laughs> it's why you feel good about the Jags this week maybe getting a W because – I mean, there's nothing that will be like, oh, my gosh, I can't match up with But that. here's the problem, and, and I don't know if you're a suspicious guy or not. I'm normally not until it comes to sports, and then, you know, all bets are off. <laughs> Everybody's picking the Jags to win, Brent. Are they? Yes, everybody. Or just we. I mean, like no, the national folks are not going to take the line. The national folks are taking the Jaguars. Every article I'm reading about picks and spread, everybody is taking the Jaguars. And I'm like, this is... This doesn't feel right. This feels like something bad's going to happen now. Well, listen, I, I said I've just she said this down there too. I was like, I've told you guys all week, guarantee the Jags win, right? Because the because the NFL. That's why the Giants aren't going to six and one. Six and one is crazy. And the only asterisk I put next to that is. Unless the Jags being the Jags is bigger than the NFL being the NFL. <laughs> which, which magical mayhem will win? I see what you're you yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, I, like, it is hard not to feel that way yes. sometimes. Like Especially when everyone's head. agreeing with you and you're like, wait a second. <laughs> I thought we were the underdog. What happened? But, like, I'll, guys, we all agree. Saquon Barkley, he's the key. Yes. And, and so from an offensive perspective, the best thing the Jags do is stop the run. 3.6 yards per carry, third best in the NFL. It's playing right into the hands of the Jags. Like, they actually do that well, and they're probably, I think, are probably going to get Fadakasi back. Yes, but when you talk about a guy like Saquon or a McCaffrey, <laughs> you're talking about very special <laughs> players that may supersede the rank of the defense and the work they've put well, in I, thus I get far. that. That's fair. 
that's fair. It, it doesn't always add up, but listen. But you'd rather them you'd rather them have a good run game than a great pass game, and the Jags not playing great pass defense. That's well, for that's sure. that's good. You know, I'm just saying. All we can do is go off what we see from yeah. uh, where they've been and what they do well. Yeah. And if you break it down, we can. Nobody would have imagined the Colts would score 34 points last week Crazy. and score in every possession in the second half. They were the worst team in the league offensively. We saw the Thursday night game the the 10 days prior. So nobody would have imagined it. And the Jags defense hadn't showcased being that easy to walk through until Sunday. So I fully understand. I get that. It, we don't. What are we going to see next is certainly um, a thing. But I think Saquon Barkley actually can have like a Damian Pierce kind of day, and the Jags still should be able to win the game. As long as they I don't think, turn the ball over, yes. Or if they get turnovers, right? That's yeah. the thing. That's yeah. the other part of this now. you got to make Daniel Jones make a mistake or two. They got to put some pressure on because he will. And they they are trying to be very high percentage with him. They're trying to be very careful with him and rightfully so with Dable. He's done a good job and Barkley is a big part of that because if you're not in third and eights, well then you're in a pretty good situation to have high percentage plays. And so what they do on first and second down is certainly a key factor here. But the Jags have to turn somebody over. And they're about due now. We've seen uh, the last three games where there's been no turnovers outside of the Philly first quarter and first possession. So they have to get back to flipping the field a little bit in the favor of their offense, uh, taking points off the board for Barkley, for uh, Jones, for Dable, for that Giants offense. So, uh, listen, we know what's got to happen. Matter of the Jags finally doing it and uh, maybe even winning a close game. Giants have been very good at that. The Jags have not been very good at that. We're live at Bartram Trail High School. Buholz comes to town. Talented team. I've already seen them once this year. Undefeated teams. Uh, we will talk a lot of high school football coming up at 5 o'clock. We also will talk Jacksonville Iceman coming up next. The Iceman, believe it or not, this thing sneak up on you or what? They have the season opener tomorrow night in Jacksonville. Crazy. Yeah, it's pretty wild. So we'll talk a little hockey when we get back. A lot on the way, including our picks as well. All on a fantastic Friday. Britain Friends on ESPN 690. Presented by Nimic Buick GMC and Baker Sports. Welcome back. We're down here in St. John's County, Bartram Trail, home of the Bears. They'll take on Buholz tonight, 7 o'clock kick. It's a big one. I mean, maybe the game, we said this a couple times this year, maybe the game in the state of Florida. Uh, really, uh, you're talking about the highest classification, the best district probably in the state, and uh, two undefeated teams with a lot of talent, a couple of Gator commits. Uh, Creed Whittemore, the quarterback, he is a fantastic player. He's played wide receiver at Mississippi State. But he was committed to the Gators, just flipped recently, like in the last two weeks. And uh, But he plays quarterback for Buholz and uh, watched him against Creekside a couple weeks back or a few weeks back, and oof, he was tough to stop. So uh, we will see what Bartram can do. Bartram, uh, really good, talented as well. And um, that game, 7 o'clock, our game of the week on the Blitz scoreboard show, 9 o'clock tonight, and also the Friday night Blitz, 1030 on Fox 30. Brent Martin, Casey Kurtz, Aaron Schachter. And uh, we call it Brent and Friends, presented by Nimnick Buick GMC and Baker Sports here on a Friday. And would you believe it, with all this football talk, and we had uh, the NBA season start this week, we've got the postseason playoffs uh, in baseball. The NHL obviously has been going for a bit, and that means hockey is back in Jacksonville. 
And when you say hockey is back in Jacksonville, that's the Jacksonville Icemen. They go at it tomorrow night for the season opener, the home opener, here in Jacksonville, 7 o'clock. And we're joined by Travis Howe. He's been on the program before. And uh, one thing we know about Travis, you know, I like those Everblades, that's for sure. That will happen again in 2022 and 23. What's happening, man? Hey, how's it going? Hey, <laughs> going pretty well. Uh, hey, word on the street uh, is the Icemen are pretty good. I don't know if you can tell that in two weeks of camp, but how much do you like your roster, and and how good do you feel about this upcoming season? Well, I think first off, I think that rumor is true. I definitely do not like the Everblades, but um, <laughs> no. As far as this year, I think there's. Uh, I mean, we were we were pretty uh, we were pretty good last year, I thought, but I think there's just a whole new buzz around this team this year, and. It's uh, it hasn't even really felt like a camp. It's just kind of like our team's already like in almost like mid-season form. They're really everybody's kind of already on the. I shouldn't say kind of everybody is already on the same page. And we uh, we have one one goal in mind this year, and that's to win a cup and have a little bitter taste in our mouth from last year, to say the least. So. Yeah, the team had its best season a year ago and, and then got bounced in the playoffs. But um, that's interesting to, to hear you say that. So basically what you're talking about is continuity. you got obviously continuity at the coaching positions, but you got a lot of guys back too. And that's pretty rare, Travis, right? I mean, at this level of play, you have so many guys coming in and out, revolving door, whether it's within season or, or even from season to season. So to have that back in Jacksonville, uh, I get it. It's going to be a pretty big deal just to kind of hit the ground running. No, you're absolutely right. Um, just, I mean, being able to bring back as many guys as we did, um, I mean, that's going to be, in my opinion, the biggest thing for us. I mean, everybody's a year older now. Everybody has that has that another year of experience under their belt, and belt, and we've done it all together. Um, and then, obviously, bringing in, we have a lot of uh, contracted guys coming down from Hartford who are going to help us. In, in major ways this year, which is which is going to be awesome. But and in, in obviously we got our coaching staff who have who are the best that I've I've experienced in my uh, my uh, long journey that I've been on so far. And uh, they, uh, it's, I don't know, it just feels it just feels good this year. And uh, like I said, we got a bitter taste. It's just unfinished business, pretty much. That's the way. That's pretty much the only way we're going into the season. And whatever. Uh, Travis Howe with us from uh, the Jacksonville Iceman. They open tomorrow night uh, at the arena, of course, and got a lot of exciting stuff going on with the igloo, and and, uh, that will be fully done, I believe, in the next uh, month or so, or or get real close. Uh, So there's a lot of good stuff happening around the the Jacksonville Iceman. And if you would say, I know you guys liked your team last year. You guys thought you were really good. You proved that you were really good for a good chunk of the year, Um, but it stalled in the playoffs. If there was something, is there something you added this year that maybe could help you put you over the top? Maybe there was a weakness or, or maybe you weren't as good in that area and you think you, you're better? Or uh, What's your take on that? Uh, I guess my first thought would just be depth. Um, I mean, we, we had a, like, unfortunate, obviously, ending to our playoffs, but I think just injuries and stuff like that kind of played a factor, but uh, it's just... We, we talk about there's we can we can dress a couple different versions of our lineup and play many different styles and still beat anybody at any any kind of game. You, if you want to play a skill game, we'll do it. You want to play a, a rough and tough game, we'll be more than happy to do that. <laughs> um, if you want to, it doesn't really matter how you 
how you want to play against us. I, I, I think with the amount of the, the amount of depth that we have and just a, the, a good mix of returning guys who have kind of been around and, and and know what the coach, especially the coaching staff, wants and what they and what they want our team to be like and play like on a day in and day out. Uh, I, I and then obviously the new guys coming in. It's just yeah, it's just I, I don't know. It's just a good feeling about this year to say the least. And I just we just keep saying it's just unfinished business. That's what kind of kind of what we've said the the most. Yeah, um, motivated, motivated group uh, for sure. How quick does camp go? I mean, you guys only do it for like two weeks, right? I mean, it, you get you better be ready to go. I, I'm not sure how much you can get done in two weeks. Do you accomplish a lot? Um, well, yeah. I mean, that's the kind of the, the the crappy part is it's not very long, but also the good part having the the amount of returners that we have and um, and, and, and already knowing like the drills that our, our coaches have and. And, and the systems that we run, and, and when you got pretty much the first day of a camp, and or the first few days of camp, usually it's, it's kind of a everybody's kind of running around with a chicken with their head cut off because no one really knows what's going on. But I, we haven't even had anything close to that this year. It's it's pretty, like I said, it's pretty much seems like it's been like midseason practices. Um, everybody should, like I said, we're just on the same page. Everybody understands. I think the guys that were here last year definitely set a very good example for the new guys coming in, coming in and setting the tone early and realizing what uh, and how this season is going to go for us and dictating that starting in practice. So pretty excited about that. Travis Howe with us here at ESPN 690. Jacksonville Iceman enforcer, if you will, and uh, they get going tomorrow night, 7 o'clock uh, at the arena to open the season. Uh, Travis, you, you got a little, like, uh, energy in your voice when you ref mentioned that rough-and-tumble kind of style. Uh, that's your gig. You like that. Um, is there? Can you do that, like, game in, game out in a long season, or do you have to pick your spots uh, when you want to play maybe more physical of a game or a physical style of a game? I would think if you do that for, you know, 60, 70, 80 games, uh, it, it's going to wear you down at some point. Yeah, I mean... I think with, I mean, me personally, as the like my, my style of play, I, I, it, I got no choice. That's that's just the I only got kind of one speed. Um, but you, you definitely want your team. Like no matter what, our team every night is like I, I, you. You want guys on their defense who have to go into a corner battle with somebody and kind of like look twice and be like, damn, or or just any team going into a weekend and like, gosh. Oh, we got to go into Jacksonville. Like that's not going to be easy. Like no matter what, that's like our goal. And but it's just a matter of like how bad you're going to kind of experience it, and whether if it's going to be a one nothing two one game, and we're going to beat you up and 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 out like out physicality you, or it's going to be five six one, and we're going to have an absolute night on the score sheet and. I think there's going to be a pretty healthy mixture of both of those uh, kind of games this year um, with, with with our team for sure. Yeah, that's a good. Uh, we we got some of our our best players or some of our bigger guys who, who who play a heavy game and they can also put up a lot of points too. So that's uh, definitely plays in our favor. That's well explained. And by the way, a heck of a catch by you just moments ago, too. Nice work uh, here uh, live on the radio uh, here on ESPN 690. <laughs> Travis Howe with us from the Jacksonville Iceman. All right, just keep you a couple more moments. Word is you lost some weight. Uh, what does that entail? Why did you do it? Um, and how much weight are we talking about? 
Um, I, that's funny you say that. No, I um, I just I just work in the summer, so I uh, I just, I don't know. I don't. Um, I didn't necessarily mean to. I uh, yeah, it just kind of happened. You just I got a, a a real job, I guess to say the least, in the summertime. So a lot of hours and out in the hot sun all day. So um, I think that definitely played a a, a factor in it. But yeah, I don't think it. Uh, wasn't much of a hockey decision to say the least, but I, I mean, I feel lighter for sure. I feel a little bit quicker, so that's always a good thing. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm still a big guy, so I feel <laughs> yeah. comfortable regardless. It's, it's not like you're eating salads all of a sudden, and you probably put some of that weight on in the course of the season. Did, did I hear right though? That summer job was like logging or something to do with that. Like, what was your job? No, uh, it was like a range of things. We do tree work. Uh, it was laying sod. Um, a lot of like land clear outs um, for like uh, we do a lot of housing communities, uh, townhouse communities, uh, apartment complexes and stuff and build the pretty much the knock the landscape down and then build it back up pretty much. All right. Uh, do, do you like that part of it that obviously you're playing in a league where you, you're probably from a financial standpoint too, it, it helps, uh, but it also changes the pace up and now you kind of get back to doing what you love to do and, and obviously a little bit more away from the 9 to 5, but you have that, that balance throughout the year. Is it is it fun or would well, – I'm sure you'd just rather be skating every day. Yeah, I mean, I mean no matter what, skating every day, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't mind being in the NHL making $8 million a year to say the least, <laughs> but uh, – I think, uh, but no, I don't. I don't mind it. I've always, I ever since I was a kid, I've always worked. My uh, me and my brothers, we've always grown up, and no matter if we were in school, like we'd still be having jobs after school. Like we've always, our parents always kind of put in our heads, no matter what you do in life, you're always gonna be working for something and working for anything you have, essentially. So um, we've always uh, been pretty grounded in that sense, and no matter what, even if some at some maybe some months in the summer at times we necessarily didn't need to work. I, I found that there's no way we're not going to work because I I know me personally it's kind of hard to just sit still and do nothing or only do something for like a couple hours of the day like kind of what we do now. But I don't know. I don't mind it. <laughs> All right. One last thing. Leave you with this. NHL season's underway. It's obviously early. Uh, your parent club is the Rangers. Uh, how good are the Rangers uh, this year? Um, I mean, they're good. I think. Yeah. I mean, I hate to say it. I'm I'm a Boston Bruins fan, so I don't <laughs> don't tell anybody up there. Um, so I hope they're not mad at me when I say I don't really cheer for them too often. But uh, no, they're a good team. They're young. They're quick. Um, they got they got. I mean, that goalie uh, Shesterkin or something like that. He's a he's an absolute stud up there. They got a lot of. Uh, a lot of young talent that I think is growing. Uh, it's definitely helping. And even like they're at Hartford, the American League team is they, they're freaking stacked this year too. So, um, so yeah, no, they're they're a good squad. But I'm I'm a Bruins fan at heart, so I gotta <laughs> make sure I throw that in there. Hey, gave you a chance to tell the company line if you wanted to, and then and I appreciate you, your honesty there. Hey, once a Bruins fan, always a Bruins fan. Oh uh, hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Travis Howell, good luck tomorrow night, man. Thanks for taking a few minutes. Look forward to the Jacksonville Iceman playing all season long. Thank you. I appreciate it. Great catching up with you as well. All right, that's Travis Howell uh, with the Jacksonville Iceman. Seven o'clock. They drop the puck tomorrow night. 
uh, here in Jacksonville. Then they go on the road for a little bit, and obviously uh, start of a long season ahead for the Iceman. You know what I want to see? How is their enforcer? I want Casey Kurtz out on skates. I want Aaron Schachter out on skates, and I want to see him blow you guys up. What? Why? That what would be so good. I think okay. I'd uh, I think I'd hold my own out there. I'm a pretty <laughs> big fella. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. I'm pretty big now. You can't just can move you, me by by knocking into me. Can you skate? I mean, if someone pushes me a little bit, <laughs> throw some a, little, a little boost. Maybe if I hold on to the uh, the what's the thing that does the ice die? I almost called it a zeppelin. Zamboni. The zamboni machine. Maybe if some ties a rope to that thing, and I like yeah, surf behind go. it in the wake. That would be good. All right. Surprised that isn't like a extreme sport by now. We could. We could do it. <laughs> Casey, you ice skate? I'll race you. I can skate, yeah. Oh, boy. I'll race you still, but I mean, I don't know if you want the smoke. I'll even let you hold on to Zamboni. Really, with you skating, it's more sludge than smoke, but that's okay. You are <laughs> Go to break, Brent. <laughs> right yeah, we'll be back. Brent friends on ESPN 690 Live from Bartram Trail High School. The Lakers are just awful at shooting the basketball. LeBron is absolutely right. When he talks about how we play hella fire defense, no doubt about that, they fight, they got athletes. These brothers would put construction workers to shame. I mean, construction workers don't have nothing on these bricklayers in Southern California. <laughs> I mean, my God, my God. I can't recall a time when I've ever seen the Lakers be this bereft of shooters. Bereft. That's a heck of a word to Great throw in word. there, Stephen A. Great word. That's pretty funny, actually, what he said there. Uh, the Lake, you know what? The Lakers, I'm going to get so tired of this story because I understand it's big market. It's only game two. It's though. LeBron. I know it. And we're, here we are already. Like, they were all over him after game one. And now here we are, game two. I mean, can we let a week play out? No. It's like a, con a continuation of last year. Though I will say this, and I said this today in our email about the show. Russell Westbrook going 0 for 11. Like, Russell Westbrook is Russell Wilson right now. I didn't this is a, a fall from grace. Uh, I didn't love the comparison. I understand where you're coming from, though. And he is getting up there in age, too, by the way, Westbrook is. But uh, I, don't, I don't think they're one and the same. I don't, I, don't even think, I don't think either of those guys have really fallen from grace yet. But I could be way wrong on that. Oh, Russell Westbrook, man. He's... Casey, help me out here, right? I mean, I, again, I don't day in, day out. Russell Westbrook wasn't good last year. Nah, Russ is not good. But he hasn't been good with the Lakers, period. That situation has been bad for him. Well, yeah, but Russ is only good on a team when they're literally trash, so he can do everything. No, he's good on a team when they run the offense through him. When he's on teams where they don't run the offense through him, he's not as good. But that's the specific kind of guard he is. He's always been that through his career. When he had KD and... You know, Harden and Perkins and all those guys. He was the guy on the Thunder. He was that guy. When he went to the Rockets, it wasn't as good because he had Harden with him. Harden was suddenly a big all-star instead of some sixth man or, or fifth man like he was on the Thunder. But, you know, you can't have Russell Westbrook as your third option. The guy creates for his teammates by driving to the lane. He's not a pure passer. So what you're basically telling me is because LeBron does that, he's not thriving. Yeah, it's redundant. And quite frankly, it's LeBron's team. So Russell's always had to take a back seat there anyway. So what you're so you're blaming the GM. Yeah, no, they, they should never have brought Westbrook onto that team. So you're blaming LeBron James. No, I'm, I'm LeBron blaming brought the him front in. Office. There's no doubt LeBron brought I him in. I understand. He wanted another star. I get it. 
It was a poor decision. Fine. I'll blame LeBron. There you go. But he thought it was going to be a Kyrie situation, and they're not the same guy, Russell Westbrook, aside from personality differences. Kyrie and Westbrook are way different players, even though they both play point, they both score, they both are good passers who don't lead the league in assists. Like, I get the comparison, but they play way different styles of ball. LeBron can play with a Kyrie. He cannot play with a Russell Westbrook. Russell Russell Westbrook uh, in his career, you know, first couple of years he was averaging 15, 16 a game. But ever since then, he's up, he's over 21 points, you know, up around 28 to then 31.6 in, in 16, 17. And then starts falling off a little bit to 25, 23, 27, bumped up 22. And now it's back to 18 last year. I'm not going to use this year's sample. It's 10 and a half, but I mean, it's two games. So last year was 18 and a half. But what was wild about that, guys, is that he had – his fifth best field goal shooting year of his career from a percentage standpoint. Yeah. So, I mean, that was okay, but I guess you're right. He's just not getting the volume of what he needs to be able to get points. And you know what? This is one where I I wouldn't even look at the numbers. He just feels like he's an average player. I mean, Casey, I say this all the time, right? How many guys in the NBA could get 16 points a game? There's a million of them. True. And they'll all get 20, 20 million a year for it. Well, they will, but that's fine. But they can't, like, there's so many guys that can get 16 to 18 points a game in the NBA. And that's what he, he's a guy. You know, and I don't even think he could be on a bad team, the guy that he was at Oklahoma City, to your point, Aaron. I think he's, I'm not going to say he's washed up, but he's more washed up than good. Look, at 33 years old, he's still a top 20 point guard in this league, whether you want to believe it or not. He's certainly not playing like it now. But he is extremely talented. He can pass. He can rebound. He can play a little bit of T when he's in the mood. And he can score from anywhere. Lakers are no garbage, though. Just not There's only night. like 30 teams, man. So top 20 doesn't do much for me. He used to be <laughs> top five. That's true. He's, he's in the top two-thirds. What do you want from him? He, More than that. He's 33. I've always appreciated Russell Westbrook because it jumped off the table at me that he was he, – he played hard, man. Triple he played hard all the time. He was 110% in a league that – those guys take load management classes, oh, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah. So I appreciate that. I got but he stinks. Game one. Oh, it's so annoying. <laughs> he stinks, so annoying. though. Russell Westbrook stinks. He's not playing well. Uh-huh. Russell Wilson stinks. Oh, yes. Don't also. name your kid Russell. <laughs> oh. We'll be back. <laughs> Sorry, Russells. I'm just kidding. We'll be back on ESPN 690. Friday's presented by Nick GMC and Baker Sports. If your restaurant has slow bathroom drains and grease blockages, call Superior Plumbing and Pipelining. Superior Plumbing and Pipelining's high-pressure sewer jetting and camera inspection of the drains will assure your peace of mind at your restaurant. Request a free estimate at superiorplumbingjacks.com. 